what's up guys this is the second episode of the nopcast welcome uh, back yes we hope you have enjoyed the previous one uh, in this one we're going to be talking about mysterious cases that have never really been solved has you mm -hmm. been solved ever uh, no yeah they've never been solved so it's very much open to debate and we're i guess we're just going to be talking about it and then giving our own opinion yeah. on it and how we think it ended yeah so who should start you can should start. start okay so my one is about the mysterious man from torred i don't know if i'm pronounced this right because it's a country that doesn't actually exist so pretty much during the july of 1954 taking place at the haneda airport in tokyo in japan i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right again a middle-aged Caucasian man, described as being neatly dressed, stepped foot into the airport with the hope of taking a flight that would take him to a country called Torrid. What's the twist? Well, the country does not exist. But things do get more mysterious from that point on because, believe it or not, you could at this point have deemed him a lunatic, but he did actually have a passport that was of the country Torrid, which is very mind-blowing because it's not easy to forge a passport, no. I assume. And why you would, assume, I assume. the fact you've never done it before yeah. they are shady. Because, well, the thing is, why would he go for all the effort and risk of yeah. forging a passport to a country that doesn't exist just to get kicked out of the airport? Yeah. So it's very strange. And then, um, so yeah, it genuinely seemed as, the, as though the man had arrived at the scene with the intent of wanting to take a flight to Torrid, just as any other person does. So the being suspicious of the man, the actually the staff had detained him and pretty much put him in a hotel. I don't think that's what they would do now. I mean, I, I saw no. they would actually put you in a real security yeah. place, but apparently that, that was in like 1954. So they, they booked him a place in the hotel for the night. And while he was there, they decided to investigate and pretty much the next day it got even weirder because the man disappeared from the hotel even though there were guards outside of yeah. his room and there was no other way he could have escaped he just vanished um would you like to ask any question at this point because it's very Probably just have the same questions as the rest of the people listening just like how could that have happened if there was guards outside yeah and then there was no balcony so yeah. he couldn't have escaped otherwise um and all and so yeah before as he disappeared the staff were actually asking him questions and what's strange is that he wasn't even hesitant to feed them all of the information they wanted and he confidently stated that the country of torrid was an old nation located between france and spain and frustrated by the man's conviction while he spoke about something that could not possibly be true the custom officers grew irritated and so did the man when he, asked, when he was asked to point out the rough location where this country was supposedly located, he pointed to Andorra. Have you ever heard of this country? Because no. it's a, I'm not actually sure if this is a country. It's, it's actually, it's a landlocked microstate apparently, and it's bordered by France and Spain. And that's apparently where Torrid was located, mm. though it doesn't exist. So after his disappearance, there were no details left of the man. It just everything that traced anything to him just disappeared. His the room he'd booked, there was no there was no in, uh, anything in the records leading to that. There was there was no reservation made. The, uh, the hotel staff did not recognize the man, and also all the personal documents that he'd provided during the investigation at the airport were gone. His 
the passport, his driver's license, it was all gone. And it seemed that just as there was no trace of any country called Torah, Torah, there was now no longer trace of the man. He just vanished. Um, what do you think this is? Because people say it's obviously the more rational conclusion is that this is just an urban legend, but there were theories that perhaps it was some kind of an alternate reality. And for some a weird glitch, he was transported to this alternate reality for one day. And then he went back to his apparently. And that's why in his reality, maybe there was a country called Torrid, but in ours, there isn't. Mm. That, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of take on it. But obviously yeah. more realistic people that have a more realistic view on the world believe that it's just a urban legend. Unfortunately, there is no answer that yeah. I can provide. I would be bullshit if I said it's real because we don't know. Yeah. But it's true that while there's no evidence to say that it did happen, there's also no evidence to say that it did not happen. Yeah. So it might have happened. No one knows. Like, I believe that there is different universes. Yeah, that's pretty much what the, this theory is about. Like, I, I don't know about you, if you believe that. I but do. I, I believe there, there can be different universes. I do. I just don't, I, w I obviously don't believe as much I believe other things because yeah. of it. Like, we have no evidence. So it's kind of a very... It's a very like like a great topic if you think about it because but so is the whole of belief yeah to be honest. it's true i mean you, you might even say that it's there's no much difference in believing in like god than that yeah. because after all there's no evidence that exists but there's also no evidence that it doesn't exist so and when people talk about what they believe in one thing that annoys me is when people tell them that they're wrong because yeah. who, who are you to say that yeah, you would need you would need evidence to prove yeah. that it's wrong. It like someone's beliefs is something that's close to them. Yeah. Like, say you're confident in something, it'd be wrong for me to tell that they uh, tell you that you shouldn't be. Yeah, because I mean, who am I to say yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. So that's one thing I like about stuff like this, where people can have their own opinion. And there's another thing, opinion, there's no right or wrong with opinion. Yeah, it's just, it's not a fact and it's not supposed to be. No. I mean, see, the thing with alternate uh, realities, it would, it would be very, I, I would like to believe that it exists. And, but even if it does, like, it would be so hard to prove it on a scientific level. How would you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a scientist, so that seems really mind blowing to me, but I would assume even for like a scientist. Yeah. Like we can, we can measure the distance to different planets and we can explore the space, but knowing that there's a different reality is just a completely different ball game to me. Yeah. So yeah, it would be very interesting if there was a different alternate reality. And if there was, there could have been one where they know there's alternate realities, but unfortunately that's not us. Yeah. Why didn't they come to this reality? Yeah. Well, maybe this man did yeah. by accident. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. I mean, I see the thing about those mysteries always kind of irritates me that there wasn't enough proof to prove that it happened. Mm. It's always like a very thing open to a debate. There's like never a conclusion, but I guess that's why they're like mysteries. Yeah. But you, do you get that feeling that like you really wish you want to know yeah. the truth? Like you just want some godly power to tell you whether it's true yeah. or not, because there's no way of knowing. But like 
there's one thing that speaks to me about this somewhat being true, and it's the passport. Because why would you go through all that effort to forge a passport? Just, That's if the just event even that? took place. Yeah. yeah. So for for now, let's let's for now just assume that it did happen. Yeah. Just so we can talk about it. Yeah, I, I don't see the point because obviously they would end up either kicking you out or yeah. detaining you, that like they did this man. Because obviously you cannot go to a place that doesn't exist, so what's the point of the whole thing? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be so surprised if they did this now because of the whole prankster yeah. like thing going on on YouTube. But, but that was the 50s. Yeah, like back people, in the day, that must have been like, really, that would have been really expensive and time yeah. consuming to forge a, and, a passport for that. And then you're literally showing it to someone. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they're going to assume that you forged it because it's a place that doesn't exist. So yeah. you're, you're almost just giving your, you're almost just willingly wanting to be arrested. So there's yeah. no, there's no way, like no point he would do that. And then obviously his, the, the details, the documents that they had stored the next day just disappeared with him. Yeah. Almost as if everything that was connected to him and himself just went back to the other alternate. Yeah. Universe. I mean, it explains the just disappearing in that. But then we also have to look at it from the point of it also might not have happened. It yeah. might just be the urban myth. Yeah, it might be an urban myth. But with stuff with that, I want to know what made someone come up with that? What yeah, that's someone make that up. Yeah, someone just really wants to piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> someone really wants to be an inconvenience to the whole yeah, fucking world. Like, yeah. To, just to piss people off. And, and how did it spread? Like, make idiots the, like us make yeah, this. No pets, yeah. yeah. But there must be like, what was it written in a book or was it like vocally just told to people and then no one's talking about that. It's just, yeah. A, so how, how does a myth even, like a story become an urban myth? Like it's very strange yeah. because... Someone must have been there if it's a real Auburn myth, just made, just really spreading bullshit. Then other people yeah. believed it and they started spreading. And that guy was just, that person was just there like silently. But it's also an oddly specific thing to come up with because if this is made up, he came up with the disappearing thing and also he invented a whole country and decided where it was. Yeah. So, like, that's from both ways of disproving this it's a lot of effort it is but then nothing yeah it is but then it's it's so hard to talk about this yeah. because we don't know maybe someone just did it for nothing i mean yeah. you never know what people do for what reasons and, and how we even became an urban myth or maybe it was just like intended to be a story but someone that heard it didn't yeah. get that they thought maybe it was real and yeah, like and the the, the creepy pasta stuff you heard of them? No, it's... It's, it's basically like scary stories. Um, Wait, what's it called? Creepypasta. All right. Don't think I've heard of it. You can get it up now if you want one of that. Yeah, I'll put it on the yeah. screen. Because people will have heard of them before. Because there's ones like Jeff the Killer. And oh, the, yeah. I actually yeah. recently looked at Jeff the Killer and I, and I was wondering what even is Jeff the Killer? Is that an urban myth? Just... Well, it's, it's a story that many, for some reason, many people believe. But they're like only shared around the internet kind of yeah. thing. I mean, let's just go on a side tangent. Let's, let's just get the story up there, eh? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. I, I was going to go on a tangent there about the Alcatraz ghost stories. Because that's something I, I believe in, but I'll save that for later. Um, so they have 
different you, stories. If you type up the Jeff the Killer one. So that's where it originates from, from this website. I don't know if it was from this website. But, but, any, but then they created this website to have it yeah. here, oh, right? Jeff the Killer story. Well, oh, thank God it didn't come up. Oh, there's there's the photo that I, that gave me nightmares as a child. That one. Oh, yeah, that one is terrifying. I never look at that. Something very creepy about it. It's, this is the one. Look, see, this is how it gets people. Yeah, creepy. Because it says the true story. And then someone thinks it's real. Yeah. For sake. Now, I'll allow you to read. You sound better at reading. You sound better while reading than I do. All right, guys. We're going to go for a real story that you're getting for free, so you better appreciate this shit. The real story. Like a, the real story <laughs> of Jeff the Killer. Such tiny writing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, many great stories about outlaw Jeff the Killer become distorted and transformed into a being that is nothing like the actual person in question. Jeff the Kid was nothing like the story suggests but many believe it. One such story was about the modern psychopath, Jeff the Killer. His story on the web changed his actual involvement in the world and how he acts. People love hate and are generally scared of this psychopath from the story that brought him to the mainstream eye. Nobody knows, however, that this story is a lie. He's more than a depressed teenager who goes crazy for some reason. He's more than what the fans of him say. He's one of the greatest killers and nobody knows his true rise to this state, except for an old friend of his. See, there's that. I'd say that's a, that's a successful uh, opening. Yeah. To get people to believe it. Because you're almost like saying, oh, people say it's a lie, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this trick that they always use to persuade. It's like, people say it's a lie, but I'm going to prove it to you that it's not. Yeah. When Jeff moved into the big city with his family, he couldn't be more depressed. For years, he had to deal with being schizophrenic and having everyone in the old country tease him for his illness. His parents had to move to the city because his father got a job working for the NYPD and he needed to be stationed there. Jeff's mother reluctantly agreed only because she knew a psychiatrist that could help Jeff with his illness. Jeff looked outside the window as they passed the town border and entered New York. Jeff has never seen such a sight before the bustling streets and neon lights. Jeff made a hand gesture to get Samuel to come over and see. Jeff never had a friend or a sibling before, so he made some of his own up. Well, that's that's like the story of every serial killer. Yeah. Jeff's parents are happy about Jeff. You sure? Using his imagination, but are also disturbed that he's 13 and still has imaginary friends. The apartment they moved into was on the Brooklyn side, which is the side that Jeff's father was stationed at. They all needed to unpack all of their gear, then go straight to bed as the next day Jeff uh, had to go to school and his dad was on the beat. Jeff's bed was a fresh clean mattress while his parents had to sleep on the couch bed until the room was fumigated. Jeff mm. was tossing and turning all night because he was experiencing a nightmare about the next day at school. Mm. The dream started off well as Jeff walked into the school with people smiling and welcome, welcoming him. His moment of joy was interrupted as a jock from the 11th grade came up to him and to pick on him for his schizophrenia. It's like everyone's evil okay, in that story. Hold on. Skip down a bit. Because so far, this isn't the story that I know. I mean, this is like the 
Did you read the whole story or just a summary? Like? like, I've heard the whole story before, and that's not what I remember. Yeah, the the story that I heard about the actual thing was he he was like depressed and that, and he got picked on a lot which he eventually just snapped and started killing people. Well, maybe then, isn't that where this goes? Yeah, maybe it was written differently, but I guess that's what they do yeah. with urban myths. Everyone writes And them. then he ended up cutting off his eyelids, I think, and carving his mouth into a big smile, which if Charlie decides to get the photo up. Yeah, I will. But maybe I should just skip a paragraph or two then, yeah. just to get to the main stuff. On his 25th birthday, Jeff fooled the guard to come close to him so he can grab the guard's chest to smash into the bars hard enough to crack a rib and puncture his heart. As the guard was howling in pain, Jeff grabbed the keys to unlock his cell. He dropped the keys next to the now blood-soaked uniform of the officer as he picked up the guard's nightstick. He started to walk to the exit of the prison when guards and with pistols came around to the corner. They demanded that he put his hands up. Jeff did not comply, so they sh shot him in the legs. He was still standing after the shots were fired and started to chuckle. He looked up and said to them, I will never be sad again. Instead, I am happy. He lunged at them, flailing the knife stick into their bodies as they kept firing shots. The bullets hit his limbs, but he kept going about his way. He shuffled to the front door of the prison until he turned around and started shuffling to Comswell's office. His shadow invaded the window on the door as three subtle knocks, subtle knocks were heard. Thanks for making me who I am. That's like that's like a Joker origin story. Just he was yeah. sad, now he's happy because he's crazy. Okay, last paragraph. A man went to visit Com Comswell's office at the prison where the greatest breakout took place. He visited to pay his respects and to find some notes on a few patients that were transferred to him. This is where the notes were found on Jeffrey and his real story. Many of the man's patients have claimed to have seen a man that looked like Jeff and they always say that he enjoyed pain in the same way that Jeff does. The man found uh, one last note, but it wasn't written in Comswell's writing. It was barely legible. But what it said was, I heard you the other night. They went, they want me to go to sleep. You will never make me sleep. Everyone thinks I have no redeeming qualities, but I actually do. I am happy for the first time in my life. Actual happiness. You can't take that away. Not now. Everyone wants me to go to sleep. I will make them go to sleep. Like, that's one of the only things I've noticed as the same here, is thing about not sleeping. That's why he cuts his eyelids off. That would make sense. Yeah. I'm going to... Try going back into the, the Google page and see... I want to see the full. I mean, yeah, sure. Where is it? There it is. I've seen that twenty thousand times. Why is it so scary? It's you know, you know the other uh, urban with with the girl that has that smile mm. and those um, like talons for legs. I forgot what her name mm. was. Yeah, it, it has like the same quality about it. So yeah. like, it's disgusting. You don't want to see it. But I mean, it must just be a guy somehow. Yeah. Makeup or special effects, but it looks it, so disgusting. Yeah. To be honest, you can tell a little bit that it's blurred. You know, you have yeah. those blurring apps that you can. I mean, this was from like years ago. Yeah, so. 
It makes sense. But... Wait, if we go back into the old, like, instead of story, try and put in the creepy pasta instead of the word story. Like in the type. There we go. Is that the one you read? Yes. The origin. Yeah, like all of this. I think. Yes, this is it. This is what I heard. Should I just read the top then? Yeah, read the origin. This is the origin that yeah. I know. Jeff was a 13-year-old who moved to a new neighborhood with his brother, Lee, Lou, and their parents. On their first day of school, they were accosted by three bullies named Randy, Keith, and Troy. Fucking Keith. Fucking, <laughs> he's scared of Keith. Exactly. Whom Jeff brutally um, beat up after they friend them with knives. Lou took the blame for it and was arrested, sending Jeff into a deep depression. The bullies later attacked Jeff again at a party, and Jeff killed one of them, but not before getting covered in bleach and lit on fire on fire by yes, Keith. Yes, that's that's why his skin's so pale. During this fight, Jeff's mind permanently snapped. So that's like a different even story. Yeah. You can kind of, yeah, it's obviously just a myth. When Jeff woke up, he was at the hospital, and his head was wrapped in bandages. When the bandages were taken off. It was revealed that his face had become disfigured and ghastly pale from the burns, with bright red lips and a leathery texture. Jeff said that he liked his face this way and laughed hysterically, but the doctor foolishly thought that his insanity was merely a side effect of the painkillers and let Jeff go home. Yeah, there's always just a stupid doctor yeah. those things. But to be fair, that does happen. Yeah, I mean, things like this I would assume happen, yeah. The doctors aren't always the smartest. It's not that, it's just if there's not an obvious answer, they don't always look for the answer. Mm. Later that night, Jeff's mother found him carving his face into a permanent smile. That's like a Joker story. Mm. So that he would no longer have to exert energy to smile, as he put it, and burning off his eyelids so he could always see his face. Jeff's mother went to her husband to tell him that their son had gone completely mad and needed to be killed. But Jeff called them and stabbed him to death. This woke up Lou, who was recently released, with Jeff telling him as he was about to plunge the knife into his body, go to sleep. Jeff then went on a serial killing rampage, killing those who refused to sleep at night. And as the story continued, Jeff renamed himself Jeff the Killer. So yeah. let me get this trick. He wants people to go to sleep. Yes. So he probably just wants to kill them or something. Yeah. That's just as we have seen die. They're very insane. Like, I know another one where it's like... The Smiling Dog. Have you ever heard of that one? No. I'll, I'll read it. I'll, I'll say what I remember from it, but you can search it up if you want. The Smiling Dog? Yeah. Or Smile Dog, I think it is. Yeah, it's... Well, it's, those things really scare me for some reason. Yeah. Like, it's this thing where a photo goes around... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's very long. You could give us a summary. Um, if you go, go down a bit. I want to see the first couple of paragraphs. Yes. Um, it's like an image that gets sent around. Um, but it's a photo of a dog. That, that looks creepy. That looks creepy because it's got a human smile. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
But if you ignore it and that and you close your eyes, you see it. Still. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And that makes now nah, I would know this and that makes you go insane a little bit. According to the story, this image depicting Smeldog is an image of a demon or evil spirit that then plagues and torments anyone who has looked upon it with horrendous visions and nightmares, impelling them to spread the word by sharing it with others. The, the, like the longer you go without sharing it, the more extreme it gets. So you have to spread it then? Yes. So it makes you one. Yeah. Where's that, the photo? The sort of, is that the, photo. the one? Yes. Oh, fucking hell. Well, like, we are cursed now. Like I that, can see it. That's what makes it believable to me, like the spreading it around. Yeah. Or or else. That's what interests me about these stories. Then there's the whole list of the ones like lost episodes of TV shows. Like the SpongeBob one or Squidward Suicide. What you what? Yeah, that's the whole thing. I think I've heard of it. Is that like it was then an actual episode? No, but see, the whole idea of it being a lost episode makes it somewhat more believable. It's different words that they use, like in the stories, that gets people intrigued and mm. makes it seem like a real thing. That's what the internet is doing. People are like, yeah, believing in those urban myths. But this does genuinely look scary. I'll put it up yeah. on the screen now, so you, uh, you you might be fucked for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. <laughs> But at least then, yeah. But at least then you have to share this podcast to everyone because you have to show them the photo. <laughs> so that's only that's good for us. Yeah, you have to share it before you die. You now forever see this podcast playing in your mind. Exactly, and that's, 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 that's how we grow. That's yeah. how we're gonna grow. This is scary. So is there an actual like those two blood finger uh, prints? I don't actually, no. I'm just anyway. I mean, this is scary, but it's just a dog smiling. I mean. Yeah, but it's like it's a human smile. Yeah, that terrifies me more now because I had that husky. Yeah, Charlie, that's a human smile. That thing yeah. was. That's what makes it terrifying. Yeah, I swear that's how my dog looked. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> this is my dog. This is secretly my yeah, dog. If 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 you want, you can search up Squidward Suicide or that. But like that. So is that a creepypasta thing? Yeah. So that must be a big website then if they yeah, have a lot creepy, of those. There's a lot of creepypastas. There's, I, I know for a fact there's one revolving around uh, Barney the Dinosaur. Why are they just destroying our childhood stories? Like, you, I'm going to read the start a of this. bunch of bullshit, dude. Right? Yeah. I was an intern at Nickelodeon Studios no, for a year in 2005 <laughs> for my degree in animation. Like, that... Those wording Because they're trying to convince you That like I have first hand experience Yes But I bet you he wasn't He fucking wasn't working for He wasn't working for Nickelodeon Studios It's a story That you're trying to make Believable But they But they So they kind of use Different words that Kind of make you want to believe it Even though Like we don't know Oh yeah Because then it's The whole um, We received A copy of an episode That was meant to be this episode But it's not um, and why would Nickelodeon want to even make an v- episode of Squidward killing himself? It, it wouldn't have, I think it even says in this, it's not Nickelodeon that done it, it was the creator. Because he went through some dark times or something. And they didn't want to allow yeah. it. Like <laughs> okay. if, 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 I mean, you, maybe. if you go through rather slowly. So, um, oh yeah, maybe. It seems like. We he's, hear Spongebob laughing outside. Squidward stops it, yelling at him to keep it down. He has a concert that night. You read um, in this part? 
No, I'm reading the one above it. Yeah. I'm going to put this on the screen for you guys. And then you... the bubbles come up as the transition, as it normally does. And we see the end of Squidward's concert. So at this point, this episode episode has been relatively normal to a SpongeBob episode. It's almost as if he's describing it in so much detail to make us want yes, to believe it. That's the whole point. Because if they just said he killed himself, like no one yeah. would believe it, but they're, they're using those... Well, it's like a few frames repeat themselves, but the sound doesn't. At this point, the sound is synced up with animation, so yes, that's not common. Yeah, so the sound wasn't synced up to what it should be, because frames are repeating themselves. Yeah, where's the part where he... Hold on. Is it? Um, There's a slight murmuring in the crowd before they begin to boo him. Uh, Not normal cartoon booing. Uh, That is common in the show, you could... Clearly hear malice in it. Squidward's in full frame and looks visibly afraid. The shot goes to the crowd with SpongeBob in centre frame and he too is booing. That's not like him. Yeah. That isn't the oddest thing apparently. Oh. What? The odd thing, everyone has hyper-realistic eyes, very detailed, not shots. Clearly not real people's eyes, but um, more like CGI. Mm. People's were red. Um, and then it was a transition the shot then goes to Squidward sitting on the edge of his bed looking very uh, forlorn so he's sad because they yeah. booed him yeah the view out of his uh, portal window is of a night sky so it isn't very long after the concert the unsettling part is there's no sound oh there's absolutely no sound at this part. So he sat there in silence, blinking for about 30 seconds. Then he begins to sob. He puts his hands over his eyes and cries quietly for a full minute. That would oh, be so depressing. I don't know if I could watch that. That would be really uncomfortable for me. The sound is growing, slowly growing from nothing to barely audible. It sounded like a slight breeze through the forest, through a forest. Then the screen slowly zooms in on his face. And by slow, this person means if you look at the shot 10 seconds apart, side by side, oh, the sobbing gets louder and more full of heart. The screen then twitches a bit as if it twists in on itself for a split second and then goes back to normal. The wind through the trees sound gets slowly louder and more severe as if a storm was brewing. The eerie part is this sound and Squidward sobbing sounded real as if they weren't coming from the speakers but if the speakers were holes in the sound the, the sound was coming through the other side yeah as good as as good as sound the studio likes to have they don't purchase equipment to be that good to produce sound of that quality so that the crying in that sounded too good um, so below it there was very oh well, um, but below the sound of the wind and sobbing very faint something uh, there was something very faint something sounded like laughing came at odd intervals and never lasted more than a second after 30 seconds of this the screen blurred and twitched violently and something flashed over the screen as if a single frame was replaced. Um, 
I'm just reading this silently at this point. I don't know if we should say that. Well, look at look at that paragraph. I would just put it on the screen. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it the photo the the frame was on was horrible. It was. Yeah. It was just that it was well not just but it was a dead sim- child. Yes, simplified. It was a dead child that was just disfigured and a lot of gore. And I just don't understand why was the photo put on the on the screen. The most unsettling part was there was a shadow of the photographer. It's like he took yeah. There was no crime tape, no evidence tape the tags on markers. So it was oh mm. so it seemed like the, the photo was taken just after it happened. Oh, f- look at my arm. <laughs> you again. And then spots. it went back to Squidward, of course. Wait, wait, could we maybe like move to... Yeah, so it's more crying. Oh, there appeared crying. to be blood running down his face. Tears and blood were dripping down his face at a heavy rate. The wind sound came back and the, so did the deep vo- uh, voice laughing. It'll last for a good five frames. That's a lot. See, for for me, it seems like they're trying to somehow convey his like depressed, almost really unhinged mental state. Like, I don't understand why else the baby would be there and like all the screaming and. Well, it's it's like they're trying to. It's show. more like someone demented edited this episode. That's basically what it is. Because if you if you read this part, yeah. Do you want me to read that? If, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to. So did you read this before? All right. The animator was able to stop it on the fourth and backed up. This time the photo was of a boy about the same age, but this time the scene was different. I think we're going to have to restrict this video. <laughs> the yeah. entrails were just being peeled out from a stomach wound by a large hand. The right eye popped and dangling, blood trickling down it. The animator proceeded. It was hard to believe, but the next one was different, but we couldn't tell what. Okay. Well, he went on to the next, same thing. He went back to the first and played them quicker, and I lost it. He vomited on the floor. Then animating and sound editors gasping on the screen. The five frames were not as if they were five different photos. They were played out as if they were frames from a video. We saw the hands slowly lift out the guts. We saw the kid's eyes. Focus on it. We even saw two frames of the kid beginning oh, to blink. Oh my god. Yeah. See, this is where it gets you be- starting to somewhat believe it because it's going into this detail about what they saw. And they're like, are they like, like making all those emotions go in yeah. you? So you, it's almost as if it's real. The, but they're, whoever's doing is just quite good at this. I mean, I feel like people go to those websites, you know how you get this shock from reading stuff yeah. like this? Some people actually get like addicted to this feeling yeah. and they st- and they start like, and I had this before, when, yeah, you know, when you're like looking at like those terrible stories that yeah. happen or like those really terrible things that happen and you're just reading and you're yeah. almost eating up and it's like, a, it's, it's not the best habit, but it's kind of the shock that you get from it. We're about to go into, um, well, we're about to get on to the, uh, the really bad part. Well, which one is it? The one that your mouse is at. Okay. 
The lead sound editor told us to stop. He had to call in the creator to see this, Mr. Hillenburg. So is that the guy that created yes. SpongeBob? Yeah. So Mr. Hillenburg arrived uh, within about 15 minutes. He was confused as to why he was called down there. So the editor just continued the episode. Once, once the few frames were shown, all screaming, all sound again stopped. Squidward was just staring at the viewer full frame of the face for about three seconds. The show quickly panned out and the deep voice said, do it. And we see in Squidward's hands a shotgun. He immediately puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Realistic blood and brain matter splatters the wall behind him and his bed. And he flies back with the force. The last five seconds of this episode show his body on the bed on his side, one eye dangling on what's left of his brain above the floor, staring blankly at it. Then the episode ends. I, I think that's that's all we really need to read. You know, like the more like I feel like they're I feel like this isn't true because it's just trying to make it true, yeah. but it almost feels at this point as if happened. Yeah. Because they're getting like they're getting the crayon involved a person that exists yeah. and that kind of makes it seem even more real you like, know obviously it's not real but like they the, make the it point of what why I diverse to this is because the, the language that they use makes it going into details yeah, yeah it's because it's almost as if you're just explaining a normal fact you know yeah like you're just talking about real events and, and it makes like, you, all of that yeah makes me feel like he's really just recalling something that yeah. happened at this point it almost doesn't even matter whether it happened or not because the yeah. emotions already hit yeah. you as if it already happened you know like i, I think that's what they really succeeded in that creepypasta thing yeah like i could imagine being in that room and watching yeah. that i could imagine the discomfort i could imagine i would probably vomit yeah but who's coming up with that stuff that's like next level that's it's like it's i don't know if i would call it horror i'd even call it gore more and like yeah. just but yeah that's like dark stuff horror writing right there yeah because there's also one that i can see there it's a ben drowned i can tell you that story it's basically um someone gets a copy of a game of a zelda game from some sort of sale and it already has a save on it called ben and throughout the play is haunted by a demented version of the the main character mm -hmm. and at some point he just randomly dies in that and messages keep appearing on the screen like Ben drowned in that oh, right. as if it was a haunted version of the game like that could be believable yeah. so that's what I like so much it's, about these stories see I feel like I'm going to start binging them today yeah. and that's not a good idea because <laughs> It's like, a, it'll fill your mind with like very dark stuff. Yeah, as soon as we're done this, I'll show you some of my favourite yeah. ones. But yeah. This is the worst coffee I've ever had, by the way. And I made it. <laughs> Damn. Right. So do you want to talk about the thing you were initially supposed yeah. to? Yeah. I kind of like that we went on a tangent, though, because to be honest, like we're still talking about the kind of... Like thing, mysteries. Like mysteries that... Like we don't know if our real or no, like, but it's still mysteries. I mean. For for those creepy bastards, like the Jeff the Killer one, I I yeah. genuinely don't believe that happened. But the Squidward suicide, who are we to say that it didn't? 
and it almost really feels real. Like I yeah. don't know, just like who who we say that some demented animator that didn't come up with that. You never know. Yeah. You, one in that room. And, it, one and I mean, it. it's something they would want to keep a secret yeah. after all. And that one guy told the story, but yeah, we don't know at the end there's, of the day. There's ones that get like really out there and not believable, but that one, I genuinely believe. Mm. Then you get ones like The Slender Man. Yeah. Which... I believed it when I was a kid. I, went, I remember yeah, asking with, my dad to go to the forest with me to search for Slender Man. With you know, the, the terrible photoshops of the Slender yeah. Man. And, and oh, like in everything. the park and like... Yeah. I like I, I think just, just photoshop Slender Man here. Yeah, behind us. Yeah. For the rest of the video, yeah. he'll just be dancing behind yeah. us. No, you've said that, you have to do it. Yeah, no, I will. <laughs> just... Yeah, I can do that. I mean, yeah, I was, what was I saying? It's like... It's like those stories, some of them make you make the line between reality and fiction mm. just so small that you don't even know if you want to believe it or not, or if you believe it or not. You just kind of... That's the making of a good story. Yeah. If you can fool someone that's well, that much, that's good. Because mm. there are a lot of stories that kind of, they're good, but it's like, you, you, it's easy to kind of escape from this yeah. world and be like, okay, it's not real. I know it's not real. But some of them really make it hard. But see, there's there's good stories that do that, but then there's the idiots that genuinely believe it and spread yeah. all that. Even though, but that's like the kind of thing about social media, isn't yeah. it? You, you you believe something and you spread it before even making sure whether yeah. it's true or not, because it's so easy to spread information. Yeah, but like another mystery thing, like I'll say this right now: I I believe in ghosts. Do you? Mm. Like, you know Alcatraz, the prison, right? Yeah. So, um, that's supposedly haunted. Mm. Have you heard any of the ghost stories? Well, I've only heard some of the ones you told me, oh, I think, a while ago. Can't even remember telling you them. Jeez. But yeah, there was one that I quite like where there was one inmate throughout the night screaming that someone with glowing yellow eyes was strangling him. Mm. And the guards just ignored it because, oh, it was it must be crazy. But he eventually stopped. And then when they went to check the next night or the next day, he was dead with strangling marks around his neck, like where the fingers had been. Mm. And there was no indication of anyone that could have killed him. Yeah. Then there's also... Um, Oh yeah, I remember telling you this now, because there was a documentary that I saw, and one person that was an inmate goes back and gives talks on how convicts can turn their life around and everything. Yeah. And one of these times he went to his old cell block and saw a mysterious shadowy figure down the end of the hallway. And who is this guy again? Is he like a documentary person? I can't remember his name. But is he like a real person that does documentary or something? Yeah. So, I mean, that would kind of seem like a legit account of what happened. Because this guy was talking and he saw this shadowy figure mm. down the um, down the hall and it turned and walked away in the same way that his best friend in prison did. Wait, is that the one that got strangled? No, that's a different oh, story. Right. But yeah. But it's the whole thing about it being haunted. Yeah, and also um. there was the fact that apparently in the showers... Like from the walls, you can hear banjos playing. Because there was one guy that 
went into the shower to practice in the shower room to practice playing his banjo. Oh right. For safety in that. Wait, what's a banjo? Is that? I mean, it's an instrument, eh, but yeah, it's like a guitar. All oh, right. But yeah, it's stuff like that that interests me. And it's the random shivers and cold bits you yeah. walk through while going through Alcatraz. See, uh, I have a story, and this is like I actually thought my room was haunted at mm. some point, but that's because, like, once, once uh, I woke up and pretty much my cat, a lot of time used to come to my room just to kind of. You know, the, the the pouring thing they do, they just walk around you and mm. like, um, yeah, just, just that kind of thing. But on this night, the cat wasn't there, but I remember feeling like it hopped onto my body and started, mm. I, could, I could feel every detail of its, of its little like paws, like walking along me. And then I woke up and then I, I mean, I opened my eyes cause I was awake and then the cat wasn't there. And there were a lot of occasions where I would put my cat away because it was night and I didn't want him to be there and I could still hear him purring even though he was not even in this room mm. and I could literally hear it and it, w- it was so real and then there was also a time where I had like night terrors and sleep paralysis mm. so this like really so it's hard to say because nowadays like we became so scientific that we always have an explanation that it's something to do with the mind mm. So it's very easy to kind of dismiss all the ghost stories because you might be like, it's just hallucination or it's yeah. just insanity or something. Like, I don't personally have any stories, but I have two from two of my friends. Yeah. So basically, my friend Ewan, he's told this story many times, but I'm still probably going to get it wrong. I think it was he woke up in the middle of the night, and this was years and years and years ago. But I think he said... In the corner of his room, he saw this shadowy figure. Oh, that's like the scariest thing ever. Yeah. And then my friend Jay said that one time when his dad was younger, he was out on his motorbike and he got to a point and there was just these people all dressed in white that were levitating to the point where his dad literally got so scared he left it and ran back home. He left his bike and ran home. Like, I, ha- I don't know if that's true or not. But the thing is, I found my stories like that as well. Like, um, and so I think this was my, my grandma on my mother's side. One day when she was still young, they were having, they were like sleeping with her. I think it was her relatives or friends. And it was a new place. And then at night, there was always this woman that would, well, this ghost woman that would appear and she would be crying. Mm. But it wasn't like a demon. It was just a ghost. So it didn't want to do any harm. And I don't remember what the ghost wanted, but I think she wanted them to pray for her. So one day they prayed for her and then she disappeared and stopped bothering mm. them. So that was just like a normal kind of ghost. I think demons are only hostile. Yeah. And ghosts aren't necessarily bad. But yeah, it's like those stories that you hear and it's like, there's no point that your family would be lying about this stuff yeah. or your friends and any person. So it's like, I do believe that there's something there. I mean, how would you describe the ghost? I mean, maybe there, there's some kind of a... By definition, you really shouldn't see a ghost. That's the thing. Because, I mean, we're only limited to, what, five yeah. perceptions, right? And apparently they're, like, beyond that. Yeah, and they're, like, so how invisible. So how do you see them? And maybe that's why we can only see them sometimes, yeah. and only some people yeah. can see them. I mean, I, I believe they're more like apparitions. Like, you never get, you don't get ghosts possessing giant marshmallow men. Yeah. 
But if there are ghosts, we need to call Bill Murray. He can help us. <laughs> oh yeah, or or the the people from The Conjuring that yeah. help you, which is based on true story apparently. So maybe apparently so is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's not. Yeah, but you know, like the Annabelle yeah. doll, you can actually yeah. there's a museum where you, we can see a. I don't fuck with scary dolls. Yeah. We Apparently don't. one guy did and he was dead the next day yeah. or something like that. Looking at stories of them terrifies me so much. I'm I'm still the guy that watches something like a horror movie or that and then has to walk home in the dark and gets really paranoid yeah. and he's checking behind him every two I seconds. Once, I once got scared of my own shadow mm. because because of how the light for there were two shadows instead of one and I thought the one was like a person running yeah. behind but it was just my own shadow because there were two of them. So that's yeah. funny. So, anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll just go into the one that I came here to see. Yeah. Here. So, basically, there's an internet mystery called Cicada3301, which I learned about a couple of years ago in school, which basically, on the 4th of January 2012, on uh, 4chan, someone posted the cryptic message that once... Um, that once deciphered led to different links and that that eventually led to a like a, a search across countries where you if you were I think it's like one, one of those puzzles thing they, yeah, they a, do on Instagram where you like click on the phone and then it takes you to another yeah, account and it was like deciphering links that led yeah. to books and that and certain parts of the books a whole puzzle and then leading to websites and that and eventually this first puzzle led to going out into the real world and finding different pages that had been posted, which then had a barcode or something on it, which then led to another website, mm. which I think for the first couple of people, it accepted them, then it said we want the best, not the followers. So then that shut down. And then a year later, a year and a day later from when it started, so the mm. 5th of January 2013, it started again. But this time it led, more the links led to music in that. Oh, right. And then the same search. This is a really vague description because I want people to go out and research more for yeah. themselves. I'd really recommend this. How long does this take place for again, this whole thing? Well... I don't know if it's been um, solved yet, but it hadn't been. And when did it, wait, when did this start again? What if... 2012. Yeah, that's a long time though. So we're, we're in the second so, challenge. So after people found that, I think the same thing happened. Then it shut, then nothing, silence. Then in early 2014, they opened again, the same sort of thing. This time it led to like the runic alphabet and like a website that they hadn't dis deciphered it yet. Yeah. And nothing made sense and nothing happened. Like there was also a book. So no one wait, no one deciphered yeah. that part yet. And, and no one no saw one. that. Nope. Not need to Because like, you needed to find a website on the dark web or on the deep web. And, and when, no one found it. When did this begin, this part of it? The third puzzle, two thousand fourteen. So seven years ago no one yet done anything about it. And this. no one Well that's a chance. Yeah. And in 2016, Cicada posted again saying, maybe you should go back and look at this book because no one has found it yet. 
So it's still an open mystery and no one knows why this has happened because the winners you. of each puzzle were told not to collaborate with anyone and tell them what happened. And I bet you right now there are people out there really trying to do that. Yeah. But, so yeah, I mean, see, one of the theories I think was you suggested, I think that's like an organization that wants yeah. to find the best... Um, like computer people. Yeah, like Decipher, and there's like names for that. Like, and, and I think that's a good way of doing it because, I mean... If you want to find someone good, obviously you need to get everyone involved. Yeah. So it seems like it's a project of some kind. I mean, why would someone go for all of this for nothing? It seems like it's a very, yeah. it's like a real puzzle thing. That but would the, take the real ages. thing is, what is their aim? What do they need all these people for? Well, it could be like a government thing. Yeah. I mean, it could just be an, uh, like for working for the secret service. Yeah. So we never know if it's like a government or an illegal. Even if someone has solved it, they wouldn't tell because they were told not to. That seems like the thing you would do if you were joining a secret service, to be fair. So it could be that, but we will never, we'll know, well, for now, we'll not know. Nope. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So that's kind of a diversion from the far paranormal things we were talking about. That one's like more. Yeah. Just a mystery. And it's still ongoing, which is interesting. which all those years later, if there's still someone trying to decipher it, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't imagine. know if anyone's deciphered it this year, but the video I watched was uploaded last year. So people are still kind yeah. of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, just to think, from 2014 to 2016, no one found this, this website on the deep web. And they're told to find it. Yeah. It's like, that makes me want to find it, but I don't know. Yeah. Because it's effort to get on the, you need like this. Uh, yeah. What's, you need like this special app to get on the black web. I forgot, it's yeah. like an onion icon or something. But yeah, that's, that's the mysteries. Yeah. Unless you have any more you want to talk about? Um... There is um there's also this case of I was originally gonna talk about it, um I think it's DB Cooper. Yeah. And um pretty much this happened I'm gonna have to check when it happened, but I think was it actually it was then I think it was nineteen seventy one or nineteen seventy two. And pretty much this guy that well said that he called that he was called Daniel Cooper, but maybe that was just a fake name. And he went on he took a flight. Um, I don't exactly remember. I think it was a flight to New to New Mexico or something. And while he was on the plane, he told the stewardess that he had the bomb and that he wanted her to sit beside him. And then he told her that he wants two hundred thousand dollars in cash. It was um, on the twenty fourth of November, nineteen seventy one. Yeah, and he was in the. United States airspace between Portland and Seattle. So where, does it say where he wanted to go? I, think I, I assume it would have been Seattle. Oh yeah, okay. Well, yeah, during a he requested that command, so they stopped the plane summary so the passengers could go out and then the flight continued with only him on board and the staff members. So he already got then his 200,000. He told them probably to go somewhere else and mid-flight, I think it was during 8 p.m., yeah. he got a parachute and just jumped off with the money. 
and disappeared. Yeah, no one knows about him until no one knows about him from that moment. And there are theories that he would probably die because he didn't have like proper outfit that you're supposed to have, and his parachute wasn't like the ones you can actually yeah. control. It was just a normal kind of one, and there was a woodland, so people think he would have died. But actually, there was at some point a kid did find a um, a bag, a rolling bag of money, mm. and and they have somehow through forensics uh, connected it, so they know that that, that that's the money that was in his bag. So mm. they found some of the money, but most of it is still gone, and yeah. so is he. And yeah, that's really interesting. Well, if that was part of his plan, though. Yeah, it could have everything could have been planned for him. I'll put a photo of how he how he was drawn by the police to, police to look. What? That is Mr. Bean. Yeah, that's Mr. Bean, man. Wait, press the X now. What? GTA. <laughs> yes, let us, let us help him find someone's recreating it in GTA. Yeah. Yeah, so there are only, there's this one and this one. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would assume he would probably be dead by now either, yeah. just because of age. But that's an unsolved FBI case. So I think that's going to be all. So we're going to wrap it now. Now it's almost an hour. Which, which is good. Is we we really aim for at least an hour. Yeah. I mean, it's longer than the last episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're definitely going to continue doing like those mysterious uh, episodes and like yeah. um, conspiracy theories and all of those kind of things. If you have any suggestions, then please comment them down because we're kind of open-minded to yeah. a lot of topics. So... And hopefully the next time we'll have a guest. Yeah, a guest. Another Sam. Yeah. And then, yeah, it'll be very fun to yep. see how that goes. But so we're going to have to try and find out what sort of subject he'd want to do. Because yeah. we'll we'll, if we have guests on, we let them decide. Yeah, we that will. That seems fair. Yeah, that seems fair. But he is kind of he's kind of interested in stuff that we like. So yeah. I, we will definitely enjoy it. And we hope you enjoy it too. Yeah. So stay tuned, guys. Thank you for watching the Nopcast. See ya.